Welcome to the Genuine Gals Podcast, where we talk about real shit in a fun way. Just two gal pals talking about life like we're out to lunch. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome to this week's episode. We are really going to get into it with what does it mean to be selfish? Is it good? Is it bad? What does it mean to be selfless? Is that good? Is it bad? What's the psychology kind of behind it? What are some real life scenarios? You know, I think following up last week's episode of being a people pleaser and and being selfish towards yourself and really classifying that as something that's actually good. Um, you know, it, it's a topic we really feel needed to be discussed in depth due to the fact of the stigma against, you know, being selfish uh, in whether that be in the religious space or just honestly, society sees being selfish as bad a lot of the time. Um, and we have different opinions. So we wanted to bring those to light and uh, yeah, let's get into it. So I think when I think of being selfish, I literally, gosh, I mean, it takes me all the way back to um, our, our young life days of, you know, we always talk about being humble. What does it mean to be humble? And like, I, I mean, I struggled with that so much of like, am I being humble? Am I, or am I puffing up my own chest? Am Mm -hmm. I being selfless or am I being selfish? And it tore me up. And I don't know when the, the, the flip or the switch happened, but I do think that there is something to the effect of being selfish is good because we have to focus on ourselves first and focus on what we need in order to maybe help the world. You know, we have to understand ourselves in order to see the world the right way or, or certain situation clearly. It's interesting when you think of selfishness, your mind immediately goes to the humility pride dynamic. It is. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? You know, that kind of came out of left field in my brain too. I think it, it, it really, the comparison or the association rather, I would say I need to break down and think about it further. I would say, you know, like, let's really look at the definition of humility and, and let's look at the definition of being selfish. Um, I don't, I honestly don't know. I think because you think of, I thought of myself for so long and I still do. I think of myself for so long and something that I'm striving for, I coupled them together. Like I very much did. I, I, humility and selflessness were the two things that you strive for in young life. And in that world, it's like something that you always heard those two buzzwords. So, yeah, I mean, first thing that comes to my mind is like, I feel like I need to be able to, I know what humility is and I know what selflessness is, but I feel like I, I want to find the definition exactly so that I'm not like misspeaking almost. Yeah, no worries. I was thinking that too. And I think maybe once you read it, you'll see where your brain made the connection. Cause I'm also, that's why I ask Cause you made that connection for a reason. I think it's an important one, but I'm trying to bridge that connection myself. Yeah. So being humble is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance, uh, of low social administrative or political rank. And then as a verb, it's lower someone in dignity or importance. Interesting. Can you try humility? Yeah. I feel like that's not the biblical sense that we were striving for is different. Right. Um, humility, a modest or low view of one's own importance, humbleness and modesty is the quality or state of being unassuming or moderate in the estimation of one's ability, Mm. a low view of one's own importance. And you know, that makes it sound like humble. Isn't that great of a thing? Yeah. I don't think that I don't. I don't love those definitions. I wish we had some sort of mythological definition at hand because, you know, the Buddha is also humble. 
and he's the, the thing we aspire to be like, or, you know, Buddhists aspire to be like. And then um, I was just reading a myth last night, a, a Hindi myth, and it was all circulating around the humility of, or like taking the Indra, this child God down a notch because he was, he was focusing too much on building up his palace. And so it was talking about how it's important to take them down, take him down and have him balance himself out between. It's almost like it it was a grounding value. And that's Mm. what the humility is in mythology almost. And, and that's what, how Jesus was like, if I'm remembering correctly, Jesus was humble. He wasn't necessarily the most self. He wasn't proud. Yeah. I mean, I I see where you're going with that is like, it's not like he was telling everyone you have to follow me. It's the only way. Like he was very, he, when we talk about vibes and energy, right. He gave off the energy of I'm important, but he didn't have to say it, you know, and actions. Um, I think it, maybe the difference was that it came from within and it wasn't manufactured. Yes. Faked. Yes. It wasn't rehearsed. It was genuine, (laughs) (laughs) but I think, so I looked up Buddhist humility and the Buddhist practitioners believe that only a humble mind can readily recognize its own defilements of craving or greed, aversion or hatred, ignorance, thereby embarking on the path of enlightenment and liberation. Yep. That's exactly, I think the definition when I think of humility and not in the secular societal sense, Yeah, in the mythological, religious, spiritual sense, that's exactly what I think of. It's like the ability to take off your blinders. It's really the courage to take off your blinders to your inner self. And, and turn say, the mirror around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. where are the shadows? What closets mm-hmm. do I need to clean out? What do I need to get in order in my own home before I try and fix everything yeah. outside of myself? Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I think that's a perfect lens or look into being selfish and how you and I talk about being selfish. Um, you know, being, it, it's the, we're, we're saying the same thing. Like we're using a word that society views as. It's dualistic terrible. almost. It is. Right. The good and the bad. So the humility of looking inward and doing work on yourself is technically the positive side of selfishness. Yes. Is that, yes. yeah. Is that gel and well? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, when you look at selfish, it says lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. So when you look at that definition as it is in the dictionary, that's bad, right? Like it's, yeah. you know, looking out for your own personal profit or pleasure. When you put it that way, it sounds icky. And I think that's where people, people kind of get that nasty feeling or that nasty taste in their mouth. But I mean, a good example is, you know, I think I had a a friend tell me like, I'm so glad that you like reached out to me and had me, had us like hang out. It meant a lot to me. And I looked at her and I was like, I didn't know you needed that. Hmm. I was being selfish because I missed you and I wanted to hang out with you, but I'm so glad that it helped right? Like I'm almost downgrading myself of like, I didn't intuitively know that you needed that. Like, thank you for thanking me, but I also didn't intuitively know that, right? Like I was being selfish. And I think in that use of the word, like, I don't know. I mean, was I lacking consideration for others? No. I mean, I also think that there is a two-way street in that scenario of like, yeah, I want to hang out with her, but I also know that she wants to hang out with me and it's a friendship and you're getting something out of it. We both are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that there's something to say of like, 
I mean, we can use examples from, from last week too, of like the, the example of driving out to BFE to pick up a friend that maybe is scared is okay. If I say no to this, because I'm having a mental breakdown right now, and I literally can't get myself out of bed, am I being selfish by this definition? Yes. But also I'm physically unable to do it. Like I'm not being selfish. I'm literally just can't do it. Um, and I am technically thinking only of myself, but in a good way, you don't want that kind of person to come pick you up because literally they are incapable of driving. Right. Yeah. You're, you're going to make everything worse for everyone. If you yeah. involve yourself. <laughs> yeah. But that's knowing yourself and that's pulling the blinders back and saying, that's not a situation I need to get myself into or whatever, you know, like, I think that there is, that's an extreme example, but I think that there are, we use the word so loosely and we use it sometimes as a criticism. And honestly, I've, I've flipped the script in my own life to be able to, honestly, I think use it as a descriptor to desensitize myself to the word because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like it as a, as like a something to put someone down of like, oh, they're being so selfish right now. It's like, no, they're making choices for themselves that are, that they need to do. And you don't know their mental state or whatever, you know, and you can call them selfish all you want, but yeah, good for them. And I think it's, I don't know. I, 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 there are good times and there are not so good times, right? Like I think when your friend is counting on you to show up for whatever, whatever your best friend, let's say it's a wedding or your birthday, or even if it's just like, I'm down in the dumps and I need you right now. and they can't show up for you when on the flip side, they've, you know, they've shown up for the other person. At what point are you not considering the other person and you are being selfish, right? Like if you're continually, if I'm a type of person that has a lot of boundaries and I know my lines, at what point are you actually hurting your friendships by being selfish? That's the question. Like, are you driving your friends away by continually putting up these boundaries and not communicating why you have these boundaries? Hmm. Yeah. Like what, what wall needs to come down in order for you to say, listen, I know you want me there, but right now I am going through a lot of things mentally and I'm feeling very anxious and I literally cannot show up. I would rather that. And like, I think people can use it as an excuse. They, it can be true, whatever, like, obviously it needs to be true. Like say the truth, don't use an excuse. And if you truly just don't feel like going, obviously there's something wrong, right? Like, or not wrong, but there, there's just something going on. That's bigger that maybe that person needs to figure out. But I think communicating about it in a friendship, when we talk about being genuine is better than just being like, I'm not coming. Yeah. You know, like it's selfish to not be vulnerable in that situation because Mm -hmm. you're letting that person then figure out or try to think about why you're not coming and you're causing them more pain by not giving them a reason. And you're being selfish by withholding that reason. You're being selfish in a bad way withholding that reason because you don't want to be vulnerable. Oh, that's so interesting. Cause unless the person that you're not showing up for would do the exact same thing, cause that's not how they feel most loved because then, but either way, it's still selfish though, right? You're still thinking more of yourself unless you're like, I know my friend wouldn't care if I was there or not, but it's still selfish, right? You, she invited you. So obviously she wants you to come but you're still saying, okay, she doesn't really care if I come. She knows why it's hard for me to come kids work, you know, she knows my life. And so she will understand. I know she's not going to be stressed out that I didn't show up because she's the exact same way. And we, we know how to care for each other in other ways. Right. 
Yeah. And one, yeah, that's one definitely viewpoint. I think, I think it's telling, right? It's hurtful, but it's telling. And I'm going to pick up the little nuggets that anyone drops me that they're going to tell me basically, uh, yeah, we're, we're not as close as you think we are. Okay, great. That's exact, yep. That's it. Okay. Let's, let's use our relationship for an example, Okay, because we can put it under fire and we've already gone, we've already talked about this stuff, but there've been a couple of times where like, you've been in the area and we've not been able to make each other. Yes. Able to see each other, yes. but that wasn't the primary purpose of travel. Yep. And I've been okay with that, and you've not been okay with that. And we have to talk to be okay with it. And then there have been a couple times where I've you've invited me to come and visit you on your birthday, and I haven't been able to make it. And I'm assuming that you understand that you know for all the reasons that someone can't travel, <laughs> like across you know for a weekend or there's money, there's, you know, taking off work or whatever. Um, I had piglet for a while. Right. And I couldn't leave her with, I just didn't have the money to leave her with a dog sitter. Couldn't have a dog sitter stay in my home. Like there were so many, right. So you knew my life. I didn't feel like I needed to explain why I couldn't come fly to Dallas for your birthday. Right. Right. You know what I mean? But that's not like, but that could have still been, oh, she's thinking of herself. She's, she's not explaining why she can't come. She owes me an explanation that's selfish kind of feeling. If you did feel that way, I didn't know. Um, I, but I know that you were always bummed when I couldn't make it. Yeah, I think so. This past year, I feel like when it happened, I because we had talked about it and you had already talked about all the hurdles you had to overcome in order to make it happen. I felt like when you said, Hey, I can't make it work. I already knew why, because we had been talking about it. Um, so you didn't owe me an explanation. Um, there was no need for one, right? Like it didn't, it wasn't a natural instinct either to put an explanation out there. Um, I think when we've tried to make trips work where I'm already going to be out there and we wanted to, to kind of make that, I learned a lot from those situations. Um, but in the initial, I had put it in my brain that, yeah, I was initially coming out there for this purpose, but I'm trying to make it work so that I can also come out for this purpose too. And it wasn't, it was no longer just one purpose. It had multiple purposes And I wanted to make it work. And when it couldn't work, it was like, I failed because like I'm in the area and my best friend in the entire world is literally less than 20 miles away. And I couldn't make it work to come see her. And that to me, I'm like, that's, that's a no-go in my book. I'm like, I maybe because that's also happened to me when people are in town that I thought we were good friends and they would hit me up. And they don't, and they're literally less than 20 miles away from me and don't tell me that's hurtful. I don't want other people to feel that way. I get sensitive towards other people's feelings because I've felt them before. And so even though we tried to make it work and I was notifying you that I was coming and we still couldn't make it work, I was let down because then I'd flip the script on myself and said, well, I really want to see you. And like, I had it in my brain and that I, that we were going to see each other. There was no, there was a non-negotiable there. And so, and definitely back then I was very much like you change a plan on me and I, I crumble, um, a big plan. I, I had evolved a little bit, but in that scenario, (laughs) I was like, so devastated because it was you. Like if, if, if it had been someone else, I don't think it would have been as big of a deal. We didn't have a plan, but we tried, like I tried so hard and my plan to make a plan, but we didn't have one because it didn't work. I know, but in my head, it was going to work. Like there was no ifs, ands, or buts. So when I had to face the facts that it wasn't going to work, I was being selfish and lashing out and being like in distress of the fact that it couldn't work. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if you think, I mean, yeah, I, my, my reaction was very selfish. Cause I initially like the whole point of that reaction, truth be told is to make, to guilt you into taking time off. Right. Or, and that, I mean, it's, that was a subconscious thing. Sure. Like I, I didn't mean, understand how you couldn't, you know, or, or whatever, how you couldn't make it work or work around my schedule to see me. I think I also placed value in it of, well, if, if I meant a lot to her, she would make it work, you know, and that's not fair. That's selfish. That's a selfish reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you haven't, like it was an add on. Yeah. Right. It wasn't the main reason you bought the ticket out here. Right. You know, if I, yeah, I don't know. But I do that. I want to, I want to slam everything I can into a trip. If people are in the area, I want to see them. Um, and honestly, I'm really glad that that happened because it's helped me a lot. Yeah. Because like, you want, if you want people to drop and change schedules and work and, you know, whatever, uh, you know, and it wasn't even a month out. I think it was kind of more of a last minute thing. If you want people to do that, you have to make that the aim. Like, Hey, I need to come and see you. And that's why I'm coming out there. Right. Let's both prioritize this together. Right. You know? And that's, but that, that really did help me learn a lot. Cause like I go to Phoenix all the time and I pick one person instead of five that I'm going to, you know, see in addition to my brother and sister-in-law and the kids, right? Like I could, I used to think, oh, I know all these people. I want to try to see them all. And it's like, no, like pick one person and go have dinner with them or go have lunch with them. And that's it. Because here's the other thing. It's not fair to my brother and sister-in-law either. And I think of it as like, I literally came out here to see them. Didn't come out here to see all these other people, the other people, I don't even talk to on a regular basis. I keep up with them on Instagram and they're good friends, but they're not why I flew out here. They're not why I spent the money on a plane ticket. They don't quote unquote deserve that time. Yeah. Right? And so just, that's helped me like, like what you're saying of like, that's not the aim for the trip. Focus on the aim for the trip. Yeah. Like that, that scenario between you and I helped me now in the future of being able to focus on the aim of trips because sure, I'm not, sure. I, I want to slam it all together. Well, I think that that's fine too, but you just have to let it go that yeah. some people won't be able to make a last minute add on thing right. work for them. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and, but you can expect it if you've planned it, that was like, you, you mentioned something about if we've, if we've let a plan burst, let's say, or fizzle or whatever. And I was expecting it and somebody else fed that expectation. Then I'm heartbroken. And I think that's, that's fine. That's totally fine. Like I'm more of the, a lot of shit has happened in my life where like, I understand where sometimes you just don't, sometimes you just don't have the means to make extra stuff work. Right. Right. Cause you're just like focusing on surviving. Yeah. So I get that. I get that. Especially when people have kids, like one of my best friends has kids. She has not come out to see me since she's had kids. Okay, fine. I'll come to see her every single time because she has kids. Like I I get that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That yes. 100%. As I mean, I feel the same way about like my brother and sister-in-law 100% is like, I, I understand you can apologize all you want for not coming out here, but I, in no way, shape or form, do you need to be sorry? Because I get it. It's hard to travel with kids 100%. And I think too, on the flip side is in relation to our friendship and kind of when I know I'm being selfish and when I know that there are just extenuating circumstances that don't make it work. Like, I think it's our prerogative to be able to speak to it. Does that make sense? So like in that scenario, you were the one bringing to light, like, Kimmy, why are you freaking out so much about this? And we had to talk about it. And I think I was, I was being extremely selfish. And I think that that 
in a bad way, very much in a bad way. Like I, I wanted to be valued in a way that you would drop everything and be able to see me. And that's not fair. That's a 100% not fair, but that is also at that time where I placed value in a friendship of feeling like we're that close of friends that you would do that. I I think that would have been fair if that was why you were like, if you flew out here tomorrow, because you needed to see me. Sure. Of course I would drop every, you know, like my sure. friend, me, I'm going to take time off work. It's going to yes. be, you know, but like that wasn't, you made it, I think you made it into that, but that yes. wasn't what it was. Right. I made it into, yes, I made it into that, but in the initial, the need is always there to see you in my brain. Yeah. Like, and so that's selfish, well, maybe that's the good selfish, but I, you're right in the sense of, I planned a trip to your city with a group of friends and we had a list of plans and I was trying to extend that trip in a time frame and shove these things into it. And it wasn't fair in the sense of that time frame didn't work for you. And I wanted it to work no matter what. And yeah. I thought, well, you would, you know, you would, you would work to my schedule because this is what's on the books and I'm spending money to come out there and I want to make it worth my time. And that's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. But then one time you came here, you had a layover. And we got breakfast, you know, like I could make that work. So I think that also wasn't the primary purpose of you layover. And (laughs) but if you had said no, I would have been like, okay, that's okay. Because we had it out on the you helped me see the light of like, that's not your primary purpose for this trip. (laughs) And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, yeah. And like that actually recently happened to me with my parents too. So like I'm trying to. I'm going to San Diego and then I'm going to Lake Tahoe for a Mm -hmm. wedding and they are, they're going to be watching the, uh, my niece and nephew in Phoenix and the flight back is, um, the flight back stops in Phoenix and then takes us back to Dallas. And so I was like trying to make it work where I could see my parents because they live in Kauai. And so it just Mm -hmm. being stateside is a lot for them. And like, we all made the agreement, like, Hey, like when we come stateside, we're not making the round trip where we go, you know, see everyone. Like we have a purpose of watching the kids. And then, you know, we, we got to get home because it takes a toll on us. And I'm like, understood. And then I started toying with the idea. Okay. Well, I'm going to be in San Diego. Maybe they can change their flight to where they can, you know, come in early and like, hang out with me. And Mm -hmm. Again, I'm glad that you and I had our dispute all those years ago because that rang in my brain of like, okay, remember, remember if they can't make it work and they don't have the thought to change their flights to come see you, then you need to let it go. And I told them my dates and they told me theirs and they were like, I don't think we can make it work. And I was like, okay. And then don't get me wrong. And in the initial, I was a little hurt because it's my parents and we were going to be so close that it's weird to not see them, mm-hmm. but I couldn't, I didn't want to fight it and add more stress to them. I could have, but I'm so, again, I'm thankful for like what you and I went through so that I could then be able to like bite my tongue essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, this is such a perfect example of it manifesting in ways that are hurtful. It's in the opposites of us because one of my other best friends who, you know, um, I know she's just like bummed that she can't make it out for my vow exchange earlier because of work, Mm. but I am doing everything I can to be like, nope, your work matters. Yeah. You are going to be there on the day that it matters. And if you have to work because that's your busy season, then, yeah, you know, come out here and see me beforehand. We'll have, you know, we'll make something 
to really alleviate her guilt. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm overly saying, look, I get it. And I want you to succeed professionally. You have, you know, you, you deserve more professionally. You can work hard for it. Right. Like I want, that is an aim that is meaningful to me and I will support my friends in doing the hard work in their marriages and like making their family work and supporting that. And also in their professional life, that is very important to me. So I do not at all want, like, I know you're one of my best friends. I know you want to be there when my other best friends are coming in. But like, no, I I get that. I feel like I would feel the same way as her. She wants to be in a reciprocal. Like I did that for her. Yeah. Yeah. But I get that. But like the reciprocation for me is her getting or ordained, right? Like it's yeah. her doing all. And she, she's already been such a much better friend than like in the past, right? The reciprocation is over a long period of time. And I feel like I'm always paying her back for how wonderful <laughs> she is, you know? Yeah. So for me, I'm like, no, nah, girl, like take a day, like have, have yeah. your normal work schedule. Like right. that's so anyways, I, I can see how that guilt, because Mm-hmm. the reciprocation's not, it doesn't seem like it matches up. Right. I, and I think that that communication is so important in any relationship, right? Like I think withholding that information is selfish, right? Like there are perceived selfish moments that are perceived as bad and there are perceived selfish, selfish moments that are perceived maybe as good and setting boundaries. But I think the key to it all really is communication. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're married, whether you're just starting a relationship, whether it's a friendship that's blossoming or a friendship that's been around for a long time. I mean, I think in no way, shape or form are you and I ever going to stop communicating about why we're doing something. And if we do, then I feel very confident that you would call me out and be like, why are you doing that? Why Mm -hmm. did you, you did that to me on my wedding. You're like, what just happened? I've literally never seen you do that before. (laughs) I was like, "Uh." (laughs) you had an expectation that was like, okay, I get it. It's your wedding, but like, you can't force people to just get along, you know, like sometimes people are in different stages of life and I don't know. It was just, uh, and, and people were sick. Like people were literally sick and had to like go and and take a nap (laughs) or something, you know, throughout the day. And you kept being like, where are they? Where are they? It was like, I don't know, go find them for you. But then at some point it was like, look, you got like a hundred people that love you right now around you, you know, and you're focusing on the one person that's not there. It's like, but I'm here. I know. And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm so bad at that. I really am because, and I've had people bring me back to earth. Like I've had a friend be like, it's okay. Like, yeah, they're not here, but guess what? Everyone here, we love you. And we're here to have a good time. And I'm like, the fact that you had to say that makes me feel icky, but I'm also so thankful that you just said that because you're so right. Like a lot of times it's one sentence that'll bring me out of it because truth be told, like, that's exactly what I needed. It's like, yeah, but I'm right here. Like if they need to go take a nap, let them do their thing, but I'm here to have a good time. Let's fucking do it. You know? Yeah. yeah. And that's all I need because I, I am such a people pleaser that I'm like, is everyone having a good time? I'm hosting. I want everyone to have a good time. And I worry about the one, even though there's 50 that are having a great time, you know? And yeah. It's no, I, I think it, come, really. it comes and from a good place. Yeah. I, you know, it does, but it's also, like I said, it's an illness. I, I really feel sometimes like it's a detriment and that sounds so dramatic, but I wish I could just let people do their thing and not worry and not care and just live in the moment a little more. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take the heat off you for a minute. And talk about my selfishness because I like to dissolve into a crowd and do my own thing. And I think that's actually more selfish because it's literally like, I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. Right. And then for example, so this brings me back to your wedding was, I don't care if you're not like choosing to engage with me. In fact, you didn't really that much. 
You really didn't because you're only one person, Cammy. Who the hell is going to sit there and expect you to engage with like more than two people at once? I mean, just doing it with two people for me is exhausting. Like how the heck are you only have two eyes that can look in the same direction at the same time and have all of your attention and focus. And you have to move that just between two people doing it amongst other people is even greater. Like I was, I was, it was fine for me. It was fine that I didn't get, you know, the like one-on-one FaceTime with you as much as we normally would do if I was visiting you. That wasn't the purpose of the trip going back to that. And also huge relief to dissolve into the crowd and just kind of like have just be support really. Like nothing was on, I don't know. And that's honestly why weddings are fun for me. I love, I love doing that. I love attending them because you just, it's always about someone else and the pressure is all on them. And like, I know that (laughs) I think most people enjoy it. I do not enjoy that. That's why I'm kind of. No, I, I mean, in talking to, um, one of our mutual friends about this, we both agreed, like we thought we would be okay with it. And then it came to the day and we were like, not okay. I'll go back to what you're saying about like, for my wedding, I think for the wedding and then like some of the after, like kind of the after party. Yeah. I was very like all over the place. And like, I didn't spend as much time with you as I had wanted, but I also knew I knew us and I knew you well enough to know that like you do do your own thing and you're going to be okay. And like, I knew that there were other, again, this is kind of selfish of the other people, but I knew there were other people that were a little bit more sensitive and I'm always sensitive to those people who are sensitive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just my MO of like, So anyway, so I think that, I mean, I I gave that example. I knew you well enough to know that, oh, she's doing her own thing or, oh, she's, she's dancing on a lawn chair in her own world. Everyone thinks she's high. That's great. You know, or, um, and not feel, here's the thing. I think that once upon a time, I would have found what you were doing on the lawn chair. So embarrassing, so embarrassing. But what I thought was so cool in the moment, one is, and this is just like, you know, kind of putting pieces together to tell the story is one, I was like, yeah, that's my best friend. Look at her go, you know? And like, it was such a cool testament to me and my own brain of telling me a story of like, God, I wish I would have never thought that when I was younger. Like, I wish we all could just own our weird because that's all we really wanted to do. And two, everyone was like, she's cool. She's cool as shit. Like we fucking love her. And like, yeah, again, it's a, just a testament of like confidence is key. Like if we can all just be confident and knowing whether you know yourself or not be confident in whoever the hell you're going to be that day, you know, like own it, own your weird. And even if people don't support you, who gives a shit? Like be confident while you do it. Almost be selfish in your viewpoint. Yeah. Interesting. I, okay. Can I bring it out of our, our own? <laughs> we're just yes. discussing how we're selfish in our relationships with each other. I did want to see what you thought about, cause I did a quick search for, you know, what in general is, does research show is positive sides of selfishness mm-hmm. and the negative sides and the positive sides are selfishness can motivate people to work hard and achieve their goals and the other so that's the motivation piece and the other positive side of selfishness is self-care help people uh, to take care of their own needs and protect themselves from harm and I think that both of those things I think the first one is actually selfish but the second one is almost necessary for you to be able to be a, a good person yeah. Um, and the negative sides are conflict. Selfishness can lead to conflict and harm to others. And the lack of community involvement, selfishness can make people less likely to help others. And I think that's the main way my selfishness manifests. I think less likely to help others or be involved in the community. Um, 
I see that, or it can be seen as, I mean, that to me is the very definition of selfish, but I also think that when we talk about self-care on that side of selfish, it can play out in both ways. So I'm going to avoid a social setting because I know it's not going to be good for my mental health, which then leads to me to be less likely to help others or be involved in the community, right? Um, I'm setting boundaries. I'm taking care of my mental state because I know I can't handle it right now. Hmm. You might be letting people down, but I also think communicating, Hey, I'm struggling right now, or Hey, I, I'm just exhausted from my work week and can't, I can't handle going out socially right now. That isn't a letdown. That's understanding. Um, but you have to be vulnerable. It goes back to what I was saying is it's selfish to not give an explanation. You're being selfish by not being vulnerable, by not calling or putting a name to what's going on. It's okay to be out of Friday to be tired and say, no, I don't want to go to that thing that someone's invited me and I've planned on going to for a month. That's okay. It's understandable. It's okay to say, I am socially exhausted and I genuinely don't want to go hang out with this person right now, but I'll reschedule and I'll tell them why to just cancel to me. I don't know if everyone feels this way, but to just cancel when you've had plans without explanation is selfish Hmm. and not in a good way. Gets back to the people pleaser. When you say yes to everything and then you can't deliver. I won't say yes to anything that I can't commit to and uh, barring any emergency or death, I'm going to be there. Yeah. But do I say no a lot? Yeah. Yeah, I do. (laughs) But I think there's an eloquent way to say no, where you're, you're still staying true to yourself while also letting people down eloquently. Right. So I think you could easily say, Hey, I, I can't do it that week, but what about this week? Like setting a time that would work better for you and Mm -hmm. seeing if that works for that person. I think that's a totally fair response because you're still showing, Hey, I I do actually want to hang out with you. Mm -hmm. Just saying, Nope, that doesn't work for me. That to me signals. And to a lot of people signals, this person just doesn't want to hang out with me. Or it says a lot of other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Like I have a a list crashing into my head or it says, you know, we're going somewhere else and we don't owe you an explanation. Or it says we're like, we already ate brunch. Thanks for the last minute invite. Or it says ending and know the day before we had an emergency. Like it can say so many other things like then, oh no, I don't want to hang out. Cause like, I'm, I'm picturing something. I mean, sure, 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 sure. I guess I'm saying more so like if I'm turning someone down because I genuinely like can't do it, let's say like I already have plans. I think it's common. Maybe common courtesy isn't the right word because we don't have to be courteous if we don't want to be courteous. And if we don't want to hang out with them, we don't have to hang out with them. Right. But if you in my ideal world, if someone actually wanted to hang out with me and they are declining my invitation, they're going to propose an alternate time to hang out. Yeah. It's in the simple sense that it's just one person. Sure. Yes. I'm very much talking about like a one-on-one social invite or yeah, mostly like a one-on-one invite, I guess. Is that, is that not normal? Yeah, no, I think it's normal. I mean, it, you know, it, for me, I have more like established things. So this podcast, for example, yeah, every Saturday morning, it's a plan, right? We are, I'm committed to seven to nine every Saturday morning. And then we've also kind of done like a, you know, a, a light commitment to checking in before then. So it's more like six to nine and then anything after nine is only if we both, you know, like that's my expectation. Those are the boundaries around it. But 
I show up and do that. Cause I know that you, I don't want to let your expectations down. I know you put stuff on those expectations. Right. But like the other weekend, when you had to take that phone call for work, it's like, okay, there's a different order of priority here. Right. Like Tammy has to work. It's very important that she talks to her boss and like gets this email out right now. Great. Like that I'm, this is how I can support. This is an opportunity for me to support my friend in a long distance, a long distance friendship, support her in her work when like, I can't otherwise there's like nothing I can do. But right now in this moment, we just pause our hangout time, like our pre-scheduled hangout time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it wasn't an example to what you were talking about. Cause I don't find myself in, in those situations. It was mm. an entirely different example of how I like have scheduled out time and what happens when there's like a last minute change to that schedule and how, you know, just how you can, Oh, we have next week or, you know, we have, we'll just hang out longer if it's possible for both of us, you know, like you just be flexible. Yeah. And yeah. You don't, yeah. you don't ask for an explanation for yeah. that. Yeah. No. No, I see what you're saying. I mean, I could be better at communicating where work lies on a priority list. I have a hard time vocalizing that because to me it's obvious, but I forget to communicate it to others because I think that work is work is a priority. Like it's a top I agree. priority. I agree. Um, That's what I'm saying. But I, 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 and I, I know that, but I also think that I, I don't communicate that often enough or I guess, because I assume that everyone values work the same or puts it in the same priority bucket. I don't think I've ever communicated my priorities effectively. Um, and it's actually come up in a lot of different areas of life recently of what are your priorities? Family, work, social, what, how do they, how do they work out? And I, it, it made the most sense to me in that moment that you had to deal with the work for like, yeah. I, I want that freedom too. I don't want to have to explain that to you. If our time gets interrupted because I have to deal with a problem at work. And you being able to do that gave, you know, like, okay, Cammy can never be upset if this happens on the flip side and great. Like there there's freedom in that for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you, and that's why you don't have to explain that to me and that, but in general, I'm assuming the best that people have a good reason to not prioritize this moment or this hangout or this time we've planned for, like especially if it's work, but if it's family, if it's another friend in need, like it doesn't make me like, you don't have to explain it. If, if we end up prioritizing each other, eventually we will be together. Yeah. Right. And if we have to prioritize other things in certain moments, then, oh, well, and if anything, your livelihood is the biggest priority and any friend that wouldn't support that, I get it. There's a balance. Like you shouldn't be working all the time and never have time for your friends, but like you answered a phone call once and you had to do an, you you had to solve a problem. And the likelihood of me having to do that in the future is high because I'm also a hard worker and I do work off about, you know, off of the regular hours because I need to get the job done and I need to take responsibility for that. It's my livelihood. We're not messing with that. We're not making each other feel guilty for doing that shit. Like, no, I just want to make that clear. I'm in no way bringing this up. I, I, I no. I'm glad we we're talking about this because I think it's such an important, it is an important conversation to make sure you're on the same page, you know? And I think the goal really is I'm taking this totally down a different rabbit hole here, but the goal really is in terms of priorities is to be able to prioritize everything on a level ground. I see it, right? Like I want everything to hold the same weight. You had a, you know, five things on a, 20% scale each, they would all hold the same value in your life, right? Like there's no quote unquote favoritism towards mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. It would all be weighted the same. And so 
I think priorities and being selfish, that would be where I would aim is like, yeah, I want to be selfish with what I'm aiming to build, to have it all encompassing. So I can really have it all right. Like I, that's a, that's where motivation comes in for me is like, that is a selfish aim, but that's a motivator that is motivation to get shit done, to prioritize the way that I want my life to look. And that's purely a selfish scope. Yep. I agree. I completely agree that it's a positive selfish piece though. And prioritizing your livelihood and your family's livelihood hundred percent behind that. I mean, I said that earlier with my, one of my best friends, not being like needing to prioritize work. Don't you dare feel bad about that shit because Never. I do not want to feel bad about that shit. So, but I, I also like it, it behooves her to communicate that she feels guilty because that gives you the opportunity to say, no, like I see your priorities and I agree. Yeah. 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 Also, sorry to like, I tried to give an example of the closest thing I could, but I've just not been, I've not been in the dynamic in a long time where I'm hanging out with someone and they're like, Hey, no, you you're okay. This. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with that? I no. So if we want to bring it back to that, if there's like a way no, you want to there that up. I am glad okay. that, that conversation was over. Cause I really felt like I was beating a dead horse there. of like, <laughs> I've talked about this and like, I don't know if Gail's not getting it. I feel like I've said it. And like, she's not adding anything to that piece of I don't, the conversation. I, don't know. I'm like, I need either confirmation that that's normal or you to confirm that that is not normal. Your feelings are totally not on point. Like well, that's we're just what I was looking for. We're just in different situations. So obviously it's not normal for me, but I never really find myself in that situation. Yeah. I mean, I would love to know if other people feel that way of like, that's a normal response to say to reschedule time, or if it's literally not like, yeah, you might think like, oh, they're asking me, I can't hang out. We'll hang out a different time, but you don't say it. You're doing yourself a disservice. Nobody's doing that. Kimmy. On purpose. Nobody's thinking, oh, I, I can't hang out now, but I'm thinking in my head, I want to hang out another time, but I'm only texting, can't hang out right now. Nobody's consciously thinking that. Well, no, you're right. It's more so like, oh, they're asking me to hang out. I can't right now. And that's it. Like that means in that they moment, don't recognize they, but they don't recognize that they're signaling that they don't want to hang out at all. It does, but that's what they're signaling because they don't want to hang out then there, nobody's thinking about every moment in their future. Well, I might, I might want to hang out at this moment. No, nobody's think like you literally have to sit down and look at your schedule and think through, you have to consider your period. I'm not going to want to hang out with some, right. You literally have to sit. You're not thinking and nobody's thinking like, well, I think I might want to next weekend. That's what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm literally saying, sorry, can't make brunch. I don't know if I want to make brunch next weekend or the next weekend or the yeah. next weekend, right? Just the yeah, next time that, you invite that's me. That's exactly what I'm asking is, is it normal? Is it normal to think like someone's asking me to hang out this Saturday? I can't because my plans don't work out. Like it just doesn't align, but I want them to know that I do want to hang out. So let's make plans for a different day. Like really, it's not about what you want them to know. It's what you actually want. That's how you'll act. Right. Yeah. Like, Hey, they texted me. Here's my feelings inside. Oh man. I wish I could. I love hanging out with them. I wonder if they're available next weekend. You can have that all in your head, but usually you'll text that out. Right. Can't definitely want to hang out with you. Would love to make plans for next weekend if you're available or something like that that they'll tell you what they want. Like if they just say, can't this weekend in yeah, that moment, they're not I'm... also saying, I want to hang out with you yeah. next. Like I'm, you know, like, sorry, I know it's harsh, but like, no, I think that's, that's what I'm getting at is like, yeah. I want to know. I want to know how other people think. Cause all I can really reference is myself. So do people actually consider that they're signaling? I genuinely don't want to hang out with you at all even though that's me reading into it, right? Like I'm not taking the words for what they are. I'm analyzing the fact that, well, they turned me down this time. They probably just don't want to hang out with me. 
that's a me thing. Like I've, I'm, I, maybe that's what I'm trying to get at is this is a me thing. I'm overly sensitive to it. And I'm saying that I probably overcompensate for the perception by saying and trying to make plans on a different weekend, right. Or a different day. I think they're saying exactly and clearly what they want. They're saying 100%. They're answering the question saying, nope, I can't this weekend. To me, that to me, I'm over, over analyzing and saying, oh, okay, well they, they can't this weekend, but like, I'm expecting a response of, oh, can't this weekend, but let's do next weekend. They you must want to like, hang out with me another time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. And I don't want to be the one to, to ask the question, well, what about next weekend? And they, they, that they, feels badgery. And yeah, I'm like, I'm not that. crossing that bridge. I'm not doing that. Exactly. Do not do that. And but, I'm probably not going to approach hanging out with them ever again. Yeah. Agreed. Until the, the ball is in their court. This is the perfect metaphor for that. I mean, sure. And then when the ball never comes back, you're like, got it. Um, yeah, no, I think the, um, I don't want, okay. Seriously. There's so much on this subject that I, I really feel like I'm like looking like I look dumb because I'm beating it to a pulp because I'm saying the same thing the entire time. (laughs) Literally. I I repeated myself over 20 times. No, no, no. You got so, okay. So here's what I picture you doing. I, I know it feels like you're repeating yourself, but you have this like lake, let's say, and the lake is general, right? And you keep referring to the lake, you keep referring to the lake, but every once in a while, because you're on a boat, let's say, you take a deep dive down and you explore that pathway, then you come back up to the surface and then you're talking about the lake and then you learn something else by taking a deep dive down. So even though it feels like you're, yeah. you're on the same lake, you're pulling up these like treasures from the bottom of the lake that yeah. each time you discuss it, right? And that's yeah. how it's feeling for me, at least. I don't know how any of that relates to being selfish. <laughs> also, no, not the lake metaphor, sure, but no, no, no. I know, but this conversation, yeah, the socializing thing. I don't know. I don't know how no, that. No, I no. guess it relates. What What are you talking about? Totally relates. We're talking okay, okay. about people being selfish and like oh, true, and their response about how what they're thinking, right? And you're ex- putting your expectations on other people of how you would want to be treated and that's selfish, but then they're also being selfish because they're not thinking about how you would want to be treated. It's so relevant. <laughs> it's so relevant. <laughs> it's uh, I love that explanation because you've just painted a really pretty web. <laughs> I mean, it's messy. Here's the thing. I really really fully believe that 9 tenths of our issues can be solved. If we literally remember the saying, you think about you more than anyone else thinks about you. And it's really selfish to think that people think that much about you. Like you can leave a social setting and analyze what just happened as much as you want. But at the end of the day, no one gives a shit. Like it happened and they're moving on. If they have something they want to gossip about it, like, oh my God, she just told me this. Who cares? You know, but I think a lot of it, I know I do it for myself. A lot of it is just second guessing myself or taking my beliefs and what I know to be true and assuming that that's also true for the other person, which is just not true. And that's actually a very selfish way of thinking. Um, and it's very close-minded. So the obstacle that we all have is understanding that other people have different world experiences and different vantage points and different minds that get them to where they are. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, I think we've covered a lot of ground here and I don't know that we have Again, we never have all the answers. We're just diving into these topics and having the conversation to be able to honestly bring to light that there is conversation to be had. I mean, we had many disputes in this overall episode and disputes on what is good selfishness, what is being selfless, what's being humble, what's being altruistic. And I don't think there's a clear definitive answer. Really? I mean, we'll be the first to say that 
or I'll be, I can only speak for myself is I think one way Gail thinks another way. And there are many perspectives on life and you need to find yours, right? Like, I think that's the message is understanding what you, how you want to view it. Yeah. Take the pressure off of it. Yeah. And surround yourself with people that will give you feedback. Yeah. Honest feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. I know it was a bit chaotic, but hey, go out, (laughs) be be your selfish, selfless, self-self. Hey, subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. Find us on Instagram, The Genuine Gals. Our website is thegenuinegals.com. We'd love to hear from you guys on, on what you think and honestly, what else you'd like to hear us talk about. So we'll catch you next week.